friends. Oh friends, hello. Welcome back to the Patreon podcast. It feels like it's been a while. I don't think it has. I think it's been about two weeks. But I'm a bit out of sync, aren't I? And I, I'm sorry for that. But guess what? It's half past midnight and I don't know what I'm going to say but I've just been reading a bit and thinking a bit after some very muddly days and weeks and I thought, you know what? I best pull the phone out and start talking to my friends because if I don't do it now I might not do it all week and that'll be a bit sad so it's Thursday night or Friday morning depending on how scary you want to be with how you decide what day it is um, Thursday night which is quite late enough in the week <laughs> to be recording a podcast given that I was supposed to get one to you on Monday so thanks for your patience it's Thursday night I think it's the 27th because the 24th was Monday and that was my birthday so Monday the 24th Tuesday the 25th Wednesday the 26th Thursday the 27th yeah 27th of August and I think is this Patreon podcast episode number 4 golly I don't know (laughs) I'm all out of sync or is it number 5 I'm out of sync I again need to say thank you to you dear friend for being here for being in this space and for showing me grace while we figure this Patreon thing out for sticking around even though Instagram and Hope and Grace output has been quiet for sticking around on Patreon while it's been quieter than I imagined for generally being support and family and friends and thank you I am grateful I'm thankful for you and I pray God blesses you as you bless me and as you bless hope and grace I pray God pours out his blessing upon you I really do Okay, so it's half twelve on Thursday night. (laughs) I've been in a muddle and you know what? For one of the first times in a while, I'm not letting myself feel bad for being in a muddle. Because it's okay. Because everything's changing and it's a season shift. And... It's a muddle. (laughs) So I'm allowed to feel that. I just remembered that a week ago I recorded a podcast for you. Um, I might air it, I don't know. I recorded a podcast for you when I was full of faith that God had brought about a solution to a problem. The problem of where I'm going to live. I don't know yet. Um, I have... 10 days (laughs) 
planned. I've got 10 days with a roof over my head and then I have absolutely nowhere I'm, no idea where I'm going to sleep. So carry on praying for that. But I thought God had solved a problem and I was so happy and so full of praise and so convinced of his goodness. And I hopped on to the podcast and I recorded a message for you that was so full of faith and certainty. And it didn't happen. It didn't work out. The next morning I woke to find that what I thought God had done, he hadn't. And or the way I thought God had acted, he hadn't. And I was a bit sad. The truth of what I learned and the truth of what I noticed about God is still true. It hasn't changed. But I can't say it from a place of standing in victory kind of having seen it in front of my eyes this in this day but I can say it from a place of victory because I know it's true and I know that Jesus has won and I know that I can stand in his victory even if I'm not seeing it in front of my eyes right now did that sentence just make sense (laughs) what I talked to you about in the podcast that I haven't aired yet was a thought about being in the in-between and being in the not yet because it's a place we don't like to be we like black and white we like yes or no we we like right and wrong we like open or shut we like east or west we like left or right we like absolutes we like being on the west side of the canyon or the east side of the canyon we don't like being in the middle of the canyon we don't like the not yet we don't like the in between but we also know and we sing and we proclaim the truth that God works in the not yet and he's there to be found in the middle of the not yet and it feels like a contradiction but it isn't both are true it's a paradox that God gives answers and he gives not yet and he promises and he provides but often there's a waiting in the middle It's the truth of how God works that he operates a lot more in the not yet than we'd like to think. I think I talked about it a little bit like this, that what we want to do is we stand on one side of the canyon. We see a problem and we want to get to the other side. And what we want is a bridge. What we want is a parachute or a helicopter to come and get us or a bridge to miraculously appear in front of us so we can walk across the canyon to get to the other side. To solve the problem, to see the victory, to get to the promised land. (laughs) Turns out humans have always been humans and even three, four, five thousand years ago we wanted to get to the promised land. We very much wanted to go the direct route 
But in the wilderness, God took them round the same mountain for 40 years because they simply weren't ready. And when we want to get from one side of the canyon to the other, we might ask God a question like, God, do you want me to get to the other side of this canyon? Do you want me over there? And what we want to hear is a yes or a no. I went into a situation about a month ago where I walked in, I literally walked into a house and I wanted God to say a very clear yes or a very clear no. And I got neither of those things. What I got was a wholly neutral response. I got, I get, I got reasons it's a yes and reasons it's a no. I got things I could see in my mind's eye and I got things I wouldn't want to have to deal with. I got problems that didn't seem necessary or um, things I could see wrong with it and there were many things right with it. I got some yeses and some noes and it added up to quite a neutral 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 <laughs> response hovering somewhere at 50-50 I wanted a yes or a no and I didn't hear either so often when we're listening out for a yes or a no and we hear silence or we hear inconclusive we interpret that as a no I think this is true. I think that we are more inclined to interpret silence as a no than a yes. And I wonder if sometimes when we've prayed a prayer like, God, do you want me to be on the other side of this canyon? God isn't saying yes right now. God isn't saying no, not ever. Sometimes God doesn't respond with a yes and God doesn't respond with a no. Sometimes he responds with not yet. Yes, I want you there, but not yet. No, it's not for now. It's for later. And I don't think we like that very much. Jordan of Jordan Lily designs my co-host for the middle of the muddle and I talk a lot about often off air. <laughs> um, we talk a lot about I've forgotten what I was gonna say. So often we hear radio silence or we can't place a firm yes or a firm no and so we assume that it's a no. But actually it's a not yet. 
You know, the Bible talks a lot about the not yet. It paints a picture of humanity that exists in the not yet. It paints a picture of a, a redeemer king who, who entered the not yet to show us a way through it. It paints a picture of a nation with a promise from their God and waiting. It paints a picture of all of creation groaning in their waiting. It paints a picture of the redeemed children of God waiting for the hope they know is to come for the hope they know of the glory to come it's all waiting but what if instead of asking God for a yes or a no and not being comfortable if we haven't got a yes or a no what if part of as Paul writes part of our working out of our salvation is to get comfortable with the not yet and why is it that we have why is it that that's a challenge why is it that it's a struggle for us to be comfortable in the not yet well it's because if we have a certain yes we can hold that in our hands and if we have a certain no we can rifle around for a different option but if we have a not yet if instead of being on the west bank of the canyon or the east bank of the canyon we're right in the middle of the canyon we have to trust. We have to submit. We have to follow the leader. We have to not know the answers. We have to not understand. We have to be okay with that. The not yet, living life in the middle, living life in the gray, living life with the door ajar <laughs> requires faith and trust that yeses and noes don't require yeses and noes don't necessarily require the same kind of trust that the not yet requires yeses and noes may come with responsibilities that the not yet doesn't have they might be heavier to carry and more challenging in that way and we might learn more submission there but there's a certain trust that comes in the not yet in the middle of that canyon there's a certain trust that says okay I'm going to keep stepping forward even though I haven't got a yes and I haven't got a no I'm going to keep stepping forward because I actually trust the one that holds me more than I trust my understanding of this current situation And I think that's where I find myself at the moment. Slap bang in the middle of the not yet. My friends, I've got dreams in my heart that I've held lightly for years. I've got dreams in my heart that I ache to see. and I'm slap bang in the middle of not yet I've got questions in my 
life <laughs> about where I'm going to live and how I'm going to live and I have no answers but I know the one who does and each step into my life with him is another step on the journey of learning to trust that in the not yet in the middle of the valley in the middle of the canyon God is present, God is working, God is guiding. And at the moment, life is, life seems to be a collection of lessons about the fact that the only way to navigate that canyon is to draw close to God. Anytime I neglect that, my head starts spinning. So guess what I've done over the last couple of weeks? <laughs> I've been neglecting it and my head has been spinning. Anytime I neglect to draw close to God or I think, oh, I did enough of that yesterday, I don't need to do that today. My head starts spinning. I start grappling for control and my lack of understanding starts to become a problem. But as soon as I turn my attention towards God again, as soon as I turn my eyes towards him, as soon as I bring myself back into any kind of alignment under him, there is a peace and there is a calm and there is a sense of home and a sense of being held that I don't know how to find anywhere else and I've never found anywhere else and my hands are empty I have nothing to hold on to I had this moment the other day guys when I was praying I went for a walk with, with Jesus I went for a Jesus walk we weren't so much having a conversation as I was just talking <laughs> And I was talking this all out because you know how you just have to get it out sometimes. I talk out loud on my walks and I've, I'm have i trying to stop caring who's around. <laughs> I'm trying to stop minding if people overhear me talking to Jesus. But one of the sentences I said, which was so deeply true that it almost surprised me. And my soul just meant it with everything I have my hands are empty Lord everything you've given me I am trying to hold lightly open handed palms up to you the only thing I have to hold on to firmly and the only thing I need to hold on to firmly Jesus is the hem of your garment and as I said it I was there I was on that road and it was in my reading in Matthew the next day I was on that road where Jesus is walking he's going somewhere and all of a sudden a woman 
comes and touches, holds the hem of his robe. And I was there, I was that woman. In a place where we don't have much or anything to hold on to because it's either completely submitted to God or not asked to hold in the first place or dust (laughs) or like smoke I find that with hope and grace at the moment it isn't mine to hold on to it's a wisp at the moment it's unformed and I I can't grab it but the only thing I need to grab the only thing I need to be holding on to is the hem of his garment apart from the fact that I have nothing else to hold on to It is the only thing that I need to be holding on to. If I'm holding on to that, I know who I am. If I'm holding on to that, I know where I am. If I'm holding on to that, I know whose I am. If I'm holding on to that, everything else will follow. But the minute I lose grip of that and pick up something else instead my eyes are diverted my attention is taken elsewhere and I lose the point of what this whole thing is all about but it's hard to trust isn't it it's hard to trust God with the hopes and the desires and the dreams and the longings that we simply can't grasp. It's hard to trust that he's heard our prayers and it's hard to trust that he listens and it's hard to trust that he cares to remember them. And it's hard to trust that he does in fact hear them and he does in fact collect them and he does in fact answer them. And again, when we pray something, we want a yes or a no. When God answers it, it's not often in the way we imagined. It's hard to trust. And every time I have a birthday, every time I hit a year, milestone for the last four or five or maybe six or maybe seven years God has used my birthday as a marker for me I'm brought back continuously through the year anyway but every year I seem to be brought back to Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 and I've been talking about it quite a lot over the last couple of weeks I have a new prayer triplet which is blessing my heart immensely and in our first little gathering we shared a little bit of each other's of our own stories and I included this section of my story and it's also something I spoke about on the podcast and uh, the middle of the muddle and I think that'll be going out soon, but 
24th of August 2016 I was broken as broken as I have ever been and I can't imagine being more heartbroken than I was in that time I couldn't breathe for days and I was on the floor in my room and it was my birthday and I was so sad I was on the floor in my bedroom kneeling in between my bed and the wall and there was only it was less than a metre between my bed and the wall I was sandwiched in between it and I was kneeling on the floor on a rug because my knees hurt because I'd been kneeling there for so long and I had my bible open in front of me and I was crying and pleading and praying God show me how to get through this show me what to do because I know you've I've know you've done what just happened I know that that was you 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 showed me it would happen and I know that we're held I know that what you're I know you're doing something here and I know that it will eventually be good <laughs> whatever it looks like in the end I know that it will eventually come out good you will make it good god good not human good but you'll make it good but show me how on earth I get through this how on earth do I step forward what on earth happens next and God said and it is one of the most clear moments of my walk with God thus far and this is the foundational moment of my adult walk with God four years ago so it was my 24th birthday I got filled with the Holy Spirit on my 21st birthday around my 22nd birthday I stepped out as an adult and moved cities because Jesus led me to between 22 and 24 I got baptised and then on my 24th birthday God said to me, Anna, it's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Anna, he said, and he said it to me like a promise, like a contract (laughs) with my role and his role. He said, Anna, if you trust me with all of your heart, and Anna, if you do not try to understand everything and Anna if you submit everything to me then I will make your path straight the Holy Spirit said it to me like that Anna you have a role yes I will make your path straight and I want to do that and I promise to do that if you hold up your end of the bargain which is to trust me to not try and understand and to submit to me 
And that leads a person to be in the middle of the canyon. To not necessarily be on one side or the other. It leads one to be living in the middle. I haven't had much firm ground in the last four years at all. But that trusting and that relying and that submission that God is making a straight path for me means that when there are rocky part when there when there's a rocky stretch in the canyon, I can remember that God's leading me. Even though I don't know where I am and even though I don't know what's next and even though I'd quite like to be up <laughs> on the top on the east side of the canyon, please. I'd quite like to see the sunset from up there. When there's rocky patches, I know who's leading me. And when there are uphill stretches, I know who's leading me. And when there are downhill stretches, I know who's leading me. And when there are soggy patches or clear patches or patches with a bit of a meadow in, I know who's leading me. But it's a life in the not yet. And I find myself with a season change most years around my birthday and another invitation to return and learn again how to trust him with all I have, how to not try and understand everything, how to submit to him in all I do so that he can so that he has the authority in my life to make my path straight. And I would like a yes. <laughs> to a lot of things. And I would like to see what the sunset looks like from the east side of the canyon. And I'd like to see what the sunset looks like from the west side of the canyon. But I wonder if the life of a disciple of Jesus Christ is a life in the not yet. And I wonder if all of it is learning how to trust. And if all of it is learning that His ways are higher than our ways and we will never understand. Not really. And if all of it is a walk of submission. If all of it is giving our life to him over and over again. And if all of it is making him Lord of our life over and over again. And maybe... Maybe we will catch glimpses of the sunset or the sunrise as the canyon goes up and down. But maybe those shores of certainty are 
for later. There's a picture downstairs. I'm at Granny's house. There's a picture downstairs, which was a prophetic interpretation of cloud of witnesses. I don't know if it's the second coming or if it's heaven or if it's heavenly hosts or I don't know but it's above the clouds and there are human figures and they're all robed in white dressed in white and you can't see their faces because they are worshipping their, their hands are in the air and they're facing ahead of you and the sun is blazing and it's either rising or setting, but I think it must be rising. The kind of sunrise you see on an aeroplane when you're above the clouds. And they're worshipping and they're focused and they're looking to the sun. S-O-N. Maybe we get glimpses in this life and maybe we will sit on the edges of the canyon and dangle our feet over the edge with him with others with the family of God when we're there so that's some of the questions some of the wonderings I've been asking myself and asking God over the last couple of weeks. I know from talking to you guys that most, if not all of us, know exactly what those seasons of not yet feel like and what the peaks and the troughs of walking in the valley are like I just read a piece in Hebrews let me find it let's finish with this one day we will do the broken (laughs) episode but apparently not today Hebrews so Ruth asked me what my favourite book of the Bible was and I said Genesis but I think um, Hebrews is um, giving it a run for its money Hebrews 4 Hebrews 4 verse 14 to 16 I've been reading a lot about priesthood and I'm currently reading a book which talks about Jesus, the high priest. So if there are bits in here that don't make sense, please kind of focus on the last verse. So Hebrews 4 verse 14 to 16, this is in the NIV. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Verse 15 again, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. Jesus, thank you that you know what it is to walk in the valley. Thank you that you came from a place of certainty and entered our timeline of not yet. You came to be human. And you experienced all the unfulfilled waiting of creation. Lord, thank you that we can approach you now with confidence because you know what it is we're facing. Thank you that you have mercy and grace ready for us to help us in our time of need. And Lord, thank you that you're asking us to trust you. Thank you that you're reassuring us that we do not have to understand it all. Thank you that you're teaching us the hard work of submission to you and to your ways. Thank you that you plan on making our paths straight. Thank you that it is your intention to lead us along the path that leads to you. Bless us as we go, Lord, I pray. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for hanging out with me, friends. It's been lovely to talk to you. I pray this is an encouragement. Okay, I'll speak to you soon. Bye, pals.